In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Ash Wednesday ushers us into the season of Lent, a time of prayer and fasting and self-denial. I'm thinking a lot about time as we enter this season of Lent. Time often doesn't allow us to do all that we want to do or what we feel we ought to do. Time governs our lives such that we're bound to it and constrained by it. Often people enter the season of Lent with a time parameter, the six weeks of taking on a new behavior or giving up something that we love. We look at it as a confined period of time versus building something that becomes a way of life, a changed and renewed way of life. Jesus asked of his disciples that they live in a new way. And we hear some of these new ways of being as Jesus concludes his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. We have time allotted for Lent, a time that we each value in a slightly different way. I often, as I'm preparing for a sermon or reading Holy Scripture, like to look at different translations, and I'm sometimes drawn to the message, which is a contemporary translation and uh, uses words that are maybe more understandable, particularly if you're looking at the King James Version versus the message. And this is the message's translation of part of the prophet Joel that we just heard. But there's all also this, it's not too late. God's personal message. Come back to me and really mean it. Come fasting and weeping sorry for your sins. Change your life, not just your clothes. Come back to God, your God. And here's why. God is kind and merciful. God takes a deep breath, puts up with a lot. This most patient God, extravagant in love, always ready to cancel catastrophe. Who knows? Maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll turn around and show pity. Maybe when all's said and done, there'll be blessings full and robust for your God. It's a lot different than the words we heard, read earlier. And yet Joel's words are stern and put a call of repentance right in our face. Joel calls us to fast, to weep over our failings, to change our life, not just our clothes. And we're given a little bit of time this evening to consider how Jesus calls us as disciples to behave and time to consider a new way of life. It's precious time. Jesus calls us to make use of time in a particular way as we enter Lent. Prior to today's reading in, in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus has begun his public ministry. Once baptized, he's led into the wilderness for 40 days of fasting. And in a sense, he asks no more of us than he asks of himself. Then he calls his first four disciples, 
Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Jesus gathers crowds. The crowds keep growing. He's teaching them and healing them. And he goes back up a mountain, sits down, and begins to teach the Beatitudes. Jesus explains that he does not has not come to abolish the law and rather to fulfill the law. He lays out a whole new way of living and teaches the traditions of Jewish piety, almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. In the greater Hartford area, as Ramadan nears, there are offerings called a taste of Ramadan. You may have these in Wilton or close by as well. There are times to learn about the Muslim practices of prayer and fasting. And these gatherings also in, in the Hartford area include Jewish, Christian, and Muslim teachings about spiritual practices with the three traditions which they share. And we discover that we share more than we're different. As Abrahamic sisters and brothers, I believe we can learn from each other. In some of my reading this week, I was drawn to the words of a Muslim woman Dilshad Ali, a journalist and social media blogger from Richmond, Virginia. Now, I don't know if I was drawn to her more because she was a Muslim journalist or from Richmond, Virginia, which is my home. But she has written a piece called Ramadan. It's not just a food fast. Where she shares the challenges and blessings of her experiences with prayer during Ramadan over the past 20 years. Her advice is helpful not only to Muslims, but also to Christians walking through Lent. And she said, this is just a small clip of what she says in her blog. Ramadan is a whole body awareness of God and a humble thankfulness for whatever blessings God has granted. And she invites people to do what's called a, a dikr, reciting short duvas, which are supplications or ways that we ask help from God. She invites us to do that silently while driving, waiting in line somewhere or doing endless household tasks. Not a Muslim, she says, spending whatever downtime you have to remember God or peacefully meditate is a great idea for everyone. Thousands of hours go by every year in our work commutes, in chauffeuring our kids around and keeping the house going. Why not use that time to quiet our minds, remind ourselves of our higher being, and appreciate all that we've been given? I wonder if one of the verses in Psalm 51 might be something to carry with you throughout Lent. Particularly as I think about what she's suggesting in terms of asking God for help. One of the verses, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. From Psalm 51, which we'll be saying together shortly, or we won't be saying it together, it will be sung beautifully by Andrew for us. We're reminded that the human heart receives God as its guest during prayer. There are lots of choices on this day. How will you use your time this Lent in a way that becomes a new way of life? Not just something you do for 
40 days, but what would be something that would be a new way of living for you? And let us pray and pray with the opening collect of today. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing you have made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness may obtain of you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.